Hello and welcome. You're listening to This Is Some Scene. I am James Ippoliti, and I am also the host of the Real Demons of Pop Culture podcast and many more podcasts soon to come. This Is Some Scene was a podcast I produced back in the mid-2000s to about 2009. Season one of This Is Some Scene is going to be those lost interviews. Interviews with people like Tommy Wiseau, Joe Dante, Amber Benson, Crispin Glover, so many more at the dawn of podcasting. I had a group of people that had a lot of fun doing these podcasts. Now, the quality is not as great as it could be because it was at the beginning of podcasting where it was very hard. It also was recorded live. Most of the calls were live, as you will see. And so the quality is not to the standards of 2023, but they are pretty good for 2008, 2009, etc. You may hear the voices of Andrea. You may hear the voices of Eric Feasterville, also known as Chris Blake Sasser. So grab your favorite beverage, sit back, and enjoy these interviews from the beginning of the podcasting universe. In season two, we will be introducing new interviews to continue the legacy of This Is Some Scene. 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 All right, well, welcome to the show. Thank you very glad much. You could, glad for, you could take the time out of your busy schedule to speak with me today. No problem. First, let me say that Grindhouse was not only my favorite movie of 2007, but the theater-going experience was by far the best I've had in a movie theater in years. I went back and saw it again and again. It's just a great film. <laughs> it, is, it is a good experience, isn't it? It's a, I mean, we definitely pulled that part off, for sure. Yeah, it was just a blast. You know, you knew that Tarantino and Rodriguez knew what it was like to go see movies back in the 70s, and they brought that, you know, back, made it alive again in 2007. Yeah, that was there. That was the whole purpose. So you worked with Tarantino on Kill Bill as Uma Thurman's stunt double, but as an actress, what did you learn from your experience working on Grindhouse with Tarantino? Working on Grindhouse? Yes. Um, um, just about everything. <laughs> I, uh... You know, Grindhouse was my first, uh, Death Proof was my first real acting experience ever, pretty much. I think I did like two lines of dialogue on a TV show called um, Cleopatra 2525 about five or seven years ago. Now, was that Cleopatra, was that also like a Rob Tapert production, like Xena and Hercules? Yeah, it was was, um, Pacific Renaissance based. It was sort of when... Hercules stopped airing. They did 20, Cleopatra twenty five twenty five and another show called Jack of All Trades. They were half an hour each, back to back. Right, that was Bruce Campbell's Jack of All Trades, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Okay, now you're back in a starring role in Ed Brubaker's web series Angel of Death, which people can watch on Crackle dot com. And yeah. I was I was hooked after that very first episode with the knife. Good. Uh, and but can you tell us about the series and your kick-ass, drop-dead, sexy character Eve? Nice, I'm loving the description. I'll just stick with that one. <laughs> um, 
basically, um, you know, it's an online... It's, we shot it as a feature film, and as far as I'm concerned, I haven't actually asked anybody, but as far as I remember, everyone just felt like it was... You know, just approached it like it was a film. It's feature film length. We shot it all in one go. It was a um, really short, intense, low-budget, tight-schedule production, but um, basically it comes out in chapters on the internet. And then it'll come right out enough. as the full movie on DVD. It's ten weeks, I believe, or not not ten uh, weeks. No, two, two ten, weeks. Ten episodes. Two weeks. Yeah, ten episodes. Two weeks, Monday through Friday, this week and next week. Although when you're airing this, it'll be last week and this week. <laughs> um, now I heard I heard the producers wanted to get the rights to Ed Brubaker's Criminal, and he kind of wanted to just not be bothered. But when he heard you were involved. He came up with this whole idea of Angel of Death and the character Eve based on you, your involvement. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty much how it went down, which is pretty, that's, you know, quite an honor. Yeah, I was gonna say that's pretty cool. That's that's. Yeah, it's you know, definitely very cool. It's very cool. It's um, Eisner Award-winning writer here, and uh, he's writing something exclusively for your character, for you. I know it's really exciting. I love it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm getting. I'm gonna get spoiled though. I'm like, God, I'm just gonna be like, look, I won't do a project unless some important, fantastic person is writing writing it for me. <laughs> hey, I had Ed Brubaker write for me. I want that kind of quality. Yeah, I want Ed Brubaker. I've had Quentin Tarantino. What? What's next? Come yeah, on. yeah. You're on, a, you're on a roll. Now, now I've read that uh, for Angel of Death, you've mapped your character out, writing a backstory for Eve, even beyond what Ed Brubaker has written. How has that helped you out? Um, oh, it, was, it made a massive amount of difference to me. I mean, Angel of Death has been sort of... <clears throat> excuse me, I came home from New Zealand with the flu, those bastards. Um, you know, Death Proof was like... Obviously, Death Proof was me being thrown in the deep end, and that was me, like, tackling acting for the first time. And I was in the deep end, but I had floaties on, and the water was warm, and I had loads of support, and... I kind of managed to trick myself into not realizing how terrified I should be. <laughs> Angel of <laughs> Death, however, was sort of much more my choice. I feel like uh, I was playing a character that's definitely not myself, and I realized that to make the decision really early on to really knuckle down and, and um, take it really seriously as acting as opposed to working with Quentin on allowing him to bring something out of me. I really had to dig deep and find this one myself, you know, and that was... Uh, Really challenging, and I, you know, I did a lot of work beforehand. I broke down the script. I went to acting coaching. I did this. I did that. And the night before we started shooting is when I wrote Eve's backstory, and it really wasn't intentional. It was more like I was just I had a lot of shit bouncing around in my head. Am I allowed to swear, by the way? I probably I'm sorry. What's I just said shit. Should I not say shit? Oh no, no, you can curse. Yeah, you can say anything. Okay, good. I, I should have checked that before we started talking. <laughs> That's but, um, fine. <laughs> So I had a lot of shit bouncing around in my head. You know, I mean, I was nervous before the first day of shooting. And um, a friend of mine had written me an email, an amazing actress called Bella Vendramini had written me um, an email saying you should do this and, and think of her one memory and what's her history and what's her relationship with her parents. And and I was trying to think of all that stuff. And I just started writing and I ended up writing three pages of, of you know, Eve's history that wasn't in the script. But it all ended up linking into the script. It was kind of an unconscious thing. Wow. But it was really, for me, it was like it solidified the fact that I did know this woman and she was someone different to me and she was coming from somewhere very different. It made a massive difference. I mean, all the way through shooting, we would sort of 
because I brought it into work the next day and very sheepishly read it to Paul, the director. I was, I was quite embarrassed <laughs> about it, but <laughs> we referenced it a lot of times through the movie. If, you know, we're like, Wait, why would you be doing this? It doesn't make sense. To like, well, what about because her dad did this? And it was really, really, really useful tool for me. I'm really, I'm really glad my subconscious made me do that. <laughs> Now, throughout the years, you've worked with so many actors as, as being a stunt double. Do any of them stand up, stand out as a mentor to you in developing your craft as an actor? <clears throat> Excuse my coughing. Um, <clears throat> do you know, it's more in hindsight because I never really had any serious aspirations of being an actor until sort of, you know, Quentin strongly suggested it by putting a script in front of my face and saying, you're doing <laughs> it. Um, but in hindsight, there's a lot. Of, I mean, Lucy, uh, Lucy Lawless, she mm-hmm. she's in Angel of Death as well. She has a guest starring role in it. Um, but you know, I would watch her. I think one of the biggest things I learned, and in fact, I think I learned from her at the time, and but I just used it as a stunt woman was how how to you know behave on set and how to treat people with respect and how important it is to be able to tell people what you need to do your job the best you can, but respect the fact that everybody else is there to do the same thing and. I mean, she was just such a gem to work with. Um, I remember having a conversation with me one time about saying, look, Zoe, you are second unit me, and, you know, these are the things that are important, and I know it must be hard sometimes because if you come to work grumpy, then the whole set feels it. And you know, It was just like I really lo- learned a lot from her in terms of when you carry weight on set, how, how to deal with that fairly so that, you get to do your job and you're entitled to it. You know, and you, you still leave room for everybody else to do theirs and you're not... Because it's, it's easy mm-hmm. to sort of, like, when you're, when you're carrying that much weight, it's easy, I think, for people to slip into feeling like you deserve more than others or whatever, and it's just simply not true, you know? Right. And um, I think she was a really good example of that. But, you know, and then in hindsight, watching Uma go through her role because it was so action-heavy, and I remember watching her... Actually, I remember watching her and thinking how I would how I would deal with what she was dealing with. And she was incredible, the amount of stuff that she put up with. And, wow. uh, yeah, it was, so that was, and, you know, now in hindsight, I look back and I, I do think I picked up a lot from her. And I learned so much from Rosario and Tracy on Desperate. Those girls were just so... Right. And that was obviously yeah. for me as an actor because that's, you know, the role they knew me in. Now, you go way back with Lucy Lawless and Ted Raimi from Xena. What's yeah. that like? This is this is the first time that you and Lucy actually are on screen together, correct? Yep, yep, exactly. So what, what was that experience? Was that, was that <laughs> was pretty, weird? You know, it felt like it should be weird or something, but it really just didn't feel weird. It really felt quite sort of natural or something. I mean, yeah, we, you know, we'd been, I've spent three years on set with Lucy and being on the same set. We've just never been in front of the lens at the same time together you know and right. uh, it was pretty interesting being opposite her because I'm usually her being opposite one of the other actors if you know right what I mean. and um right. but she was so good she was you know the same as she was chilled and relaxed and really there for me and really present and just demanded that I be there with her and be really it was just yeah I was, it was actually quite I was quite moved but you know it's after we finished the scene, of course, which is lucky. Right. It would be quite embarrassing if I started crying in the middle of the scene where I was meant to be tough. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was really so, like, it was very familiar and comfortable. So what about Ted Raimi? What's he like to work with? I, I just saw today's episode and was just, I guessed at what they did to his character. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, um, I know. It wasn't a genius man. He's a legend, Tim. I mean, he's a... You know, I hadn't seen him in ages, and that was the first day of shooting was the day that we worked with Ted. And, you know, I was pretty nervous and tumultuous in the belly, if you will, and uh, I turned up and saw Ted, and he was like, oh, pal, what's up? And he gave me a big hug and stuff, and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay. This is, he kinda, it just kind of put me at ease because, again, it was that, like, familiarity of um, right. last time I was working with Ted, I was very much at, at ease with what I was doing. And it just sort of, and he's just, like, kind of rambunctious and friendly and, you know, he's just really comfortable to be around. Yeah. You know, he's funny as hell. Really funny. I can't funny. imagine. Yeah, he just seems oh, yeah. like a great, great guy and a hilarious, hilarious individual. Yeah, it, yeah that was my only complaint is there were occasional times when I was trying to be a badass assassin and he kept making me want to laugh. I'm like, this is difficult for me. This is difficult. <laughs> <laughs> so I know we are um, very short on time and I think you have to get going. Uh, I well, don't know how much time, how much time you have left. What time is it now? Oh, I could keep going a couple minutes if you want. All right, just let me know. All right. Um, now, do you think there ever come a time when you yourself would have a stunt double? I mean, there's a definite possibility. You know, I started off being like, no, never. But there's a definite possibility, not based on um, my my wanting or requiring it, but more. Uh, Insurance studio, companies, right? you know, like, yeah, right. yeah, exactly, for insurance services. Like, we, we battled that on death proof. They were pretty staunch about wanting me to have a stunt double, but, you know, Quentin's definitely a force to be reckoned with, and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> yeah. You know, on Angel of Death, I had a stunt double standing by. Um, she, she never did anything, which which I thought was kind of a cool job, really. <laughs> Get paid <laughs> around and like, chill, but... But, you know, I fought it to begin with, and then I realized I was just being egotistical and there was no need really, like, I mean, basically a new, an up-and-coming stunt woman can come in and hang out on set and check things out and get paid. Why I don't want to keep that from her. And the truth is, I didn't want to make it difficult for production either. Like, if the insurance company were giving them that much shit about right. it, I don't want to be, you know, it started off me being like, I want to do my own stunts because I'm tough and blah, blah, and then I realized if I push it any further, I'm going from being tough to being a diva, and that's just not necessary, so... You know, there was yeah. a stunt double standing by. Right. Now, I, I read this summer you'll be starring as Bloody Holly, a roller derby player opposite Ellen Page and Drew Barrymore in Whip It. Yeah, how good is that character name? I love it. That's a great Bloody character Holly. name. Yeah, I agree. It's the only reason so, I so, <laughs> so are you, like, uh, beating people up on the roller derby floor? No, not – well, I mean, we all are. That's what roller derby is about. It's just about, right. you know – it's like it's derby on eight wheels instead of on two or four wheels. But um, yeah, I mean, I play part of. I play one of the members of the team that Ellen ends up a part of, and uh, yeah, we, we all had to learn how to skate first off, and then how to derby in the space of like a month or something. It was pretty, pretty intense. That was pretty the, exciting. I really enjoyed it. Isn't it Drew Barrymore's directorial debut? Yeah. 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 How, how was that? I was great. I mean, I had a fantastic experience. You know, I I just feel like I keep lucking out, not just on the jobs that I get, but, like, the cast and the crew and the directors have all been... I mean, you know, there's Alan Page, Juliet Lewis, Kristen Wiig, yeah. Eve... I mean, you know, and Alan, and they're all amazing girls. Like, and me and the rowdy bunch, they were all such different individuals, but they were all such lovely women, and Drew was just... You know, 
I haven't been directed by that many people to this day, you know, but she was just really passionate. And it was obviously um, really important to her. And um, it was just really sweet to see her so excited when things went right. You know what I mean? It was lovely. Now, as an actress, I mean, in, in Death Proof, it's fair to say that that character is you? Yep. Well, now, now, I mean, you know, it's a Quintonized. It's a Quintonized Zoe. Yeah. It's Zoe in the <laughs> right. world of Quentin Tarantino. Right. Yeah. You're, you're a stunt devil, and you, um, you know everything about uh, Vanishing Point and films like that. Yeah, I get that. But Yeah, see, that's you know, not me in real life, though. That's, right. That's him. Yeah. <laughs> Those are his additions. But, but, but Eve is completely someone else and so how do you reach those many different levels of emotion uh has that been difficult for you as you know you're learning your craft yeah i mean yeah i don't know if i would say difficult but it's definitely been something i've been very very aware of you know it's sort of like with stunts there's a certain element of me that's sort of i switch over into autopilot because it's instinctive to me now whereas acting it's sort of like i was i was very aware all the time of having to um You know, it was like I was using a skill that I hoped to God I had, but I but it wasn't instinctive to me yet. When I finally, when, if I, it sounds it's hard for me because I start sounding like such an actor. It's weird to hear myself talking <laughs> like that. But basically, like when I was in the moment, I could feel it, and then there was nothing difficult about it. It was very comfortable and natural. And I hate to use the word, but organic. No, I'm three right. three episodes into it, and I can definitely see this character's arc, and it's amazing from the very first episode who you are. You're just, you know, take no prisoners, and, and then by this third episode, it's you're so conflicted, and it, you can feel that, so you're, it's really working. Oh, that's cool. That's good feedback. I appreciate that. No, I'm you know, really enjoying it. I'm really um, – that. thank you. I really appreciate it because it's sort of – that definitely – you know, people are like, oh, the fights are cool. I'm like, well, of course the fights are cool, you know. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> well, that's a given way, you know what I mean? That's the thing, you know. I think when people see Zoe Bell's involved with something, there's no doubt they're going to see some kick-ass, you know, action. Uh, right. And I, and I think a lot of people are watching this and saying, okay, well, what about her acting chops at this point? We saw Death Proof, and, and now what are we seeing? And I really think that it's, it's really paying off uh, as far as the character. I'm really loving this character. Oh, that's fucking cool I really I really appreciate that because that was sort of the you know we had such a tight schedule and there was moments where I was like the one thing I noticed that I didn't have at the beginning that I definitely have more of now is the skill to you know when I would come out of character or when it wasn't feeling natural or organic or whatever just through lack of experience it was like shit I don't know how to pull myself back I don't have the tools to make mm -hmm. myself go back there you know what I mean and I, I definitely definitely learn them because it was sort of like what well you either learn them or we don't get to get the scene because we need to move on i was like right oh okay <laughs> you know <laughs> it wasn't it was an incredible learning experience for me but um i, I really appreciate that feedback because it's definitely the acting side is definitely the side that i'm you know less uh certain about yeah i'm looking forward to uh seeing the rest of this uh series Cool. And, and I'll, I'll tell you, there's things in it that are also pretty gruesome that are, you know, that knife scene, the first episode, and then them taking it out. That, oh, I almost couldn't watch it. And I can pretty much stand a lot of stuff, so. I know there's quite yeah. a few people that have seen it. I'm convinced it's the sound effects that go with it that make sense. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, just the thought of it being in your head. I don't know if I need sound. Just seeing that is, you know, 
Yeah, and then it's one of the things I, I was really excited about when I watched, because I just watched the whole thing, all of the episodes back to back for the first time uh, on Monday, um, and that, that was quite a trip watching it for the first time. That was, uh, yeah, that was an interesting sensation. <laughs> but um, one of the things I did love is how how much grit is left in the action, and I don't mean it's just like gratuitous, gross blood and blah blah, because there's really not right. huge amounts of blood splatting everywhere, but it just it feels down and dirty. It looks like it hurts. It's tough. It's, you know what I mean? Up, it's really kick ass. And for the internet, like this is just probably the most badass thing online at this moment. There, I, I have not seen anything of this caliber that is just, it's like going, you know, it's Hollywood. It's big. It's it, And it's small, though. You know, that's, that's what's... Yep. They really, I know. We just, like, they did amazing things. Yeah, and they did amazing things for such a small budget. I mean, I, I appreciate the feedback about me, and I, thank you. And on top of that, the director and the DP and everyone that worked so hard, I mean, it really paid off. It doesn't look like the budget that we had, you know what I mean? I'm so impressed with everybody. Right. Now, you're working with Tarantino again, and maybe it's just stunt work, but for Inglorious Bastards? <laughs> yeah, I was doubling um, both the lead girls in Germany. Over there with Quentin and the whole the whole family again. No, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was really cool. It was really cool. I think the movie's going to be sick. I think it's going to be incredible. And then going back to your like amazing luck again, aren't you going to be appearing in a movie called Game with Kira Cedric and Gerard Butler? Yeah, yeah, yep, that's happening too. I know it's great. I just now I'm just like right. Let's take this motivation and momentum and and let's keep churning stuff out because I'm having a really good. I'm really enjoying acting, which is such a relief to me because I wasn't sure that I would like it, but I really enjoy it. And I've been really lucky. Yeah, Game, I guess it's coming out September um, with Jared Butler. And, and, you know, those boys it's, are so much the, fun. Uh, released September of 2009? Does that sound right? That, that, that's what I've heard. Don't quote me on that, although I'm on the radio, so I guess I'm technically quoting <laughs> it. Oh, I'm quoting it, so we'll just blame it. Yeah, I think it's September '09. Um, yeah, but it's so much fun. Brian and Mark, those boys. You know, obviously when you see a movie like Crank, you know that there's nothing boring about them. And uh, Game was just a lot of fun. I can't wait to see it. Now, as a stunt woman, stunt person, uh, has, is there one that sticks out in your mind as either your your most favorite or the stupidest stunt you've ever done? That was like, why did I do that? <laughs> Um, well, those are two different stunts. Like, the the one that I was like, that's so stupid, why did I do that, was fairly early on, and it wasn't my favorite, because I damaged my back pretty, pretty severely, and um, it still bothers me now, so that's far from my favorite, but I definitely have a why did I do that response right. to that one. <laughs> um, and that was basically, it, it was a harness rig, and, uh, my coordinator basically told me it was impossible, but being 19, I, I was fairly convinced I was invincible. And I was like, oh, go on, I'll give it a go. And uh turns out he was right, and I learned a very important lesson. So, I don't know, maybe that lesson saved my life further on down the track, and I just didn't know about it. But in terms of my favorite one, and it's so cliche, and I wish it wasn't, but I can't... I mean, there's so many, so many that I've done in my career and that mean things to me for different reasons. Like Xena, for example, just means the world to me because it was my university training right. of stunts, you know, but I mean, the death press car sequence is just, I 
I am so proud to be a part of that. And I, it, it fools me still when I watch it. You know, I'm like, I know I didn't die. I know nothing's happening because I was there and it's still, I still twitch when I'm watching it. And I remember when I was watching it for the first time thinking, so fucking glad I'm a part of this because if I was watching someone else do it, I would be so jealous right now. <laughs> so that's sort of, it's true. And that's, uh, so I'm really, really honored and proud of that. That's great. Yeah. So is there anything else that you have coming up that you want to bring up? Um, well, there's a movie called Bitch Slap that's coming up. I'm not sure of the release date of that either. And I just, it's such a good title, you know, <laughs> but um, <laughs> that, it's brought to you by, that movie is brought to you by, I mean, I got involved because um, the producer is a guy called Eric Grindeman and the director is a guy called Rick Jacobson and they're both people I worked with on Xena. Um, I'm not starring in it. I'm, I do most of the stunt work in it. I double a lot of the girls at different times. It was an ultra low budget. It looks incredible. Um, I was a stunt coordinator on it, but um, I would love to give that a bit of a pitch because the girls that worked on it are amazing and I really think it's going to be phenomenal. Do you think the world of stunt work has opened up to women? Do you think that is, I don't know, if you feel that you're part of opening that up, or has that changed in the last, you know, so many years? Well, I think, I think you know, the, the world of women doing stunts definitely opened up because it wasn't so long ago that women weren't allowed to do stunts, and, and you know, men wore bad wigs and shaved their legs and hopefully their chests as well. <laughs> And you know, put wigs on and were women. But um, in terms of there being more characters and more work out there for women, that that definitely improved. And uh, I, you know, I, I think I've been a part of it, as in I've been around when that's happening. I, I don't think I can take credit for it. I mean, I would love to take credit for it. But I don't think I can, but I think I'm definitely one of the people that's growing up in a pretty integral time for women in action. You know, and. Uh, yeah, I mean, if I can if I can bust in a little bit further, I would I would love to sort of open up a slightly different area of it, and you know, yeah, I mean, no, it's hard for me to sorry, what? Oh, you can go on. I was gonna bring something up, but well, about the... like... all right, go. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't even remember what the fuck I was gonna say now. Well, I'll just go into what I was gonna say. You know, it, in the film Double Dare. Uh, there's a moment in where you actually get the call that Tarantino wants you for uh, Kill Bill. Kill Bill. Yeah. And it's just this amazing moment in that film where you're like, wow, this is, this is huge because this is Tarantino. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you ever think back when that call came that you would be at where you are now? Like, going, like you said, you, didn't want, to, you don't want to be an actress, right? Yeah, not in a million years. I mean, I mean... You know, when I left New Zealand, it never even occurred to me I would be a stunt double on one of his movies. But, I mean, it really, it really sort of, uh, I, and I, I think, to be honest, if someone had said, you're going to go to America and this is going to happen, you're going to become an actress and you're going to do this and that, I, I think there would have been, at that point back then in my life, I think I probably would have been hesitant. I probably, I don't know if I would have wanted it, which is really interesting in hindsight, but I'm really glad that it's coming to me at the age it is because I've had long enough to, spend with myself and figure out who I am and why I like myself and what kind of people I, I need around me and, you know, all of that sort of stuff, where I stand in the world and get my priorities sorted before this crazy world of, of movie making and, and being an actress and stuff like that. Um, but I would have never, never guessed it. I mean, I knew Quentin. Quentin had conversations with me on Kill Bill about 
he wanted me to be more approach it like an actress when I was a stunt double. He wanted to know what my motivation was. He wanted me to have, you know, um, a reason for beating up these guys. And, and uh, so it, it definitely started there, but I had no clue that his little brain was little brain, his huge brain was coming up with <laughs> yeah, right. my idea. <laughs> well, then, so I, I guess when you got on the set of Death Proof and started working with that, did the bug just hit you? That was just like, this is this is great. You know what? It, it was really. I loved death proof, and I really enjoyed that process. And I would, I would make a hundred death proofs. And the minute we started shooting that, I knew I would shoot a hundred death proofs. The whole, the acting, the wanting to be an actor thing, to be completely honest, scared the shit out of me. And I was really hesitant for about the first year. It was sort of a. Um, it didn't scare me like made me afraid, it, well, in a timid way. But it was sort of. A, I mean, do you it, think that? It, I, do you think being a stunt woman? And for all these years, having these people who you're subbing for, was there something in your head that was like, but I'm not an actor? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I should know my place? Like, was that ever yeah, in your head? Like, definitely. There was definitely like a having to break the mold that I realized I, I realized now that I had placed on myself. It wasn't, it wasn't about whether I could do it or shouldn't do it, couldn't do it. It was like, that's, I don't know if that's... Yeah, because as a stunt woman, technically you're seen and not heard, which is unfortunate. Right. It's not the case with me because I'm just a loud mouth. But, you know, I'm the <laughs> yes man. You, you never have to wait for me. If you want something, I will do my best to make it work. That's just part of the stunt mentality, you know. So suddenly right. being an actor is like people are offering to get you coffees and they want, they're putting you in a bigger tr- like things like that. But often, to begin with, and even now I still get a little bit, it sort of almost makes me feel uncomfortable, like I'm like I'm stepping outside of my, my lines or something, you know. And the other part, too, was I was really comfortable and confident with what I had to offer as a stunt woman. I mean, I, there's still to this day, there's heaps of shit I can learn, but I was really, right. I, you know, I knew where I stood with my identity as a stunt woman. With being thrown into whether I want to be an actress or not, was it was really daunting, you know, and I was like, shit, what? And the other thing is, what if I really want it, and then I go after it, and I'm fucking terrible at it, and nothing happens? How depressing would that be? You know, that was that was a big part of it, too. Yeah, I would say it's intimidating. It's one thing if somebody comes to you and says, hey, I'm making this, you know, $100,000 indie film and I want you to act. But when you have Tarantino coming and you're working against Kurt Russell, Rosario Dawson, I mean, you've got these people that are just amazing. And I must I can understand the intimidation there. And and you you know what's ironic, actually, is on the set of Death Proof, I wasn't wasn't affected so much by that, that intimidating those intimidating presences because they were so supportive and everything was so comfortable and warm and lovely and you know I definitely had days where I was like what the fuck am I doing this is amazing. <laughs> this is snake most of the time <laughs> yeah exactly I'm beating up Kurt Russell um, yeah. what is going on right now where where am I what happened to my world but the intimidating part came after that which was the okay now I have to decide whether I want it or not and now I'm now I'm joining the ranks of hundreds of other women that have been doing this for way longer than I have that you know have been wanting it for way longer than I have, and now I have to fight for it, and that was the scary part because you know if if you have to fight for it and you fail, then that's disappointing. If you if if, if you just happen to be given something, there's something sort of you know, and it wasn't just that. Obviously, he feels I deserved it, and I worked my ass off for it. I just didn't know that that's right. But it was the thing. It was that like decision to go right. I have to really decide I want this, and there's a risk that I'm going to fail, and that's Finding, especially when you've been relatively successful at what you've been doing for however long, 
stepping out of where you know you're safe is, is uh, you know, it's a little bit frightening. But I would also have to believe that someone in your position, someone with your character who's going to sit there and say, I'm going to jump off a building or do whatever, even if you have safety harnesses, you're the type of person that's like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I might fail, but if I don't, I'm never going to know. So I can't imagine. Yeah, that's imagine what I came to, but I've got to be honest, it took me a good year of like, I mean, and it wasn't a conscious like thought process. It was more like I could just feel I was very hesitant, and it took me. Do you know what it was? Angel of Death was exactly that decision for me. Angel of Death, when they said, we want you to do this, we need you to read for it. When I felt my stomach kind of turn to like millions of butterflies, right. I was like, okay, this is it. This, this scares the shit out of me. But if I'm too chicken shit to do the audition for this show, then how the hell am I going to carry it as a lead? So I need to buckle up. I need to put in some hard work and I need to do whatever it takes so that I'm not feeling like I'm not incapable when I walk into the audition. And that was that was the decision that you were talking about. That was the moment that I went, I'm never going to know if I don't do this. So this is it. Give it 120 right. and let's go. That was the decision. That's why this angel of death thing is so important to me, I think. Well, I know I could speak for myself and probably a ton of Zoe, Belly, Zoe Bell fans that we're very glad that you did decide to do this. Uh, angel of death. It's a lot of fun, and I can't wait to see you in all your other future films. And I hope it keeps going like this for you. I really, I mean, this has got to be a, you know, a dream come true as far as uh, actresses, you know. I mean, you've, yep. you've gotten there, you've gotten the uh, stunt stuff down, and I think that's what it is. I think that's why Jackie Chan's so popular for so long was that people watch him, and he's doing his own stunts, yep. you know, and, and people dig that, you know. They like to see that authentic, the authenticity of it. And I yeah, think I think it's even bring. unconscious. I think sometimes people don't even realize that they're thinking it. They know it's the same person. It's just on some instinctive level. As humans, we we know when we're watching something that's authentic, you know. Once again, I love what you're doing. Keep it up, and you know, uh, if you have anything else you want to plug it sometime in the future, and you want to call back in, we'd love to have you. Oh, cool! I appreciate it. Thank you. No problem. All right. Oh, Thanks again. And uh, you're welcome. All right, have a good day. Okay, bye, buddy. Bye-bye.